I'm blessed to be the pastor of this church, but I'm playing hooky today. Uh, I'm not going to be preaching. We're going to be having one of our very own. KJ's going to be preaching, so please welcome him as he comes to preach the Word of God to us this morning. Good morning. It's uh, good to see all of those beautiful faces out there, and uh, Eldon and Ben, I'm glad you joined too. <laughs> so, this is my first time ever preaching. A uh, little bit nervous, a little bit uncomfortable, but, you know, Jesus went through a lot of discomfort and pain for me, so I shall do the same for him. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Amen. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> so, uh, I remember kind of when we, me and Alan first came on, came into this position, it was our first uh, meeting with Ben, first staff meeting, you can call it, and uh, we were filling out paperwork, doing all the legal stuff, and, you know, toward the end, um, Ben looked at Eldon and said, Eldon, what are you doing in the month of November? And Eldon's like, well, I should be here, I shouldn't be doing anything. He's like, great, you're preaching the 14th. And then he looked at me, he said, KJ, what are you doing in January? And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, like, I could go to Florida, I could be gone the whole month, like, I don't have to, but I couldn't lie to him. I said, I'm free, and here we are, the ninth. It's been long awaited, um, and I feel like God has put it on my heart to preach about why we need the fruits of the Spirit in our lives. So if you would open with me to Galatians 5, verses 16, we'll read through, and although there is hundreds of reasons why we need the fruits of the Spirit, I've came up with three points, three main points as to why I think we need the fruits of the Spirit in our lives daily. And, you know, I feel like we might not talk about it that much, you know. It might sound maybe like a little bit of prosperity gospel, you know, we get things for serving Jesus, but, you know, it's true, these are things we need in our lives, and it's amazing. So, look with me to verse 16, if you will, where it says, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I have warned you before that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ have crucified with the flesh its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another." So if we look back to the beginning of that passage, we see where Paul writes about this war that is going on between our flesh and our spirit. And you know, this is a, a war we as Christians fight every day, you know, when, like when we were born into this world, we're born into sin, we're into a broken world, that's all we know. All we know is these deeds of the flesh that I listed that I, as when, 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 we, when we were born. That's why we need to be born again, so we must have the Spirit, we must live in the Spirit, and we need to use the fruits of the Spirit as weapons to fight against our flesh. We need to think of the fruits as weapons to war against the flesh. Because think about it, if, if two armies go to battle, one army has weapons and one does not, which side do you think is going to win? Obviously the side with weapons, that's why we need to use these to battle off our flesh. 
And uh, this brings me to my first point. We need the fruits of the Spirit to uproot and combat sin in our lives. And you can go ahead and write that down. That's one of our main points today. And I'm going to go ahead and try to explain this a little bit. Um, Travis, if you would show the picture. So this is station number five on our prayer path. It's a path through our woods. There's seven stations. And this is number five. It deals with the fruits of the Spirit. And if you see on the left, this is the tree of deadly sins. And the deadly sins being anger, sloth, greed, gluttony, envy, lust, and pride, which all kind of listed and fit into that category that I listed with uh, the, the sins of the flesh. And on the right side is the tree of the fruits of the Spirit being joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so the whole objective of this station is you take a popsicle stick and you write a sin you're struggling with. So for example, if you're struggling with the sin of lust, you would write on the other side fruit you want to combat it with. A good one to combat this one with would be self-control. So you would then take your popsicle stick and stick the side with the sin into the dirt in that little bucket right there. And you're symbolically burying this sin, and you're also symbolically, symbolically sowing the seed of self-control. So this way we might grow fruit in our lives, and you kind of pray about it, and you say, Lord, I pray you give me self-control to take this from me, God. I do not want this in my life. I know this leads to death. And you know, we can use, the, we can use multiple fruits to fight a deadly sin we are dealing with, such as anger. We could fight anger with all the fruits. We could fight anger with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness faithfulness, and self-control. You know, you can use more than one. This is amazing that God has given us these to use to fight off our deadly flesh and sins. Um, Romans eight thirteen five says, because if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. Listen right here. But if, the, if you are led by the Spirit, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by the Spirit of God are God's sons. This is why we must walk in the Spirit constantly. We must fight this battle constantly. You know, it's never-ending. And uh, another thing, too, is like when we want to... I'll throw out my disclaimer here, my little disclaimer. Ben said I should give a disclaimer. So although we struggle with these, is you know, it's easy to get up here and say this, but, you know, I still struggle with these things myself. You know, like, for example, I smashed my finger at work a few weeks ago. You can see it's black. And when I smashed my finger, I did not say praise the Lord, okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's good. That's why we need these fruits. We need self-control and patience to kind of breathe through it and say, okay, you know, be an example for those around us who are always watching us. Um, because the ways of this world is always, yeah, I already said that. Dang it. Okay. First time. Please give me some mercy. <laughs> So that kind of brings me to my next point. We, we're always being watched all the time, you know, and we need to be a good witness and truly practice what we preach, especially when those around us don't believe. That is why we need the fruits of the Spirit to be set apart, which is my second point. Um, being led by the Spirit and not the flesh is what sets us apart. You know, a lot of people think we need to dress a certain way or talk a certain way, but that's, that's not true at all. Um, you know, we will be set apart by our fruits. Something that Jesus teaches right here. John 13, 35 says, I give to you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 
See, the first fruit of the Spirit is love. And he says, if we love one another, you, they will know that you are my disciples. That is why we must, this is how we are set apart, just by the fruits. And people truly seeing Jesus in us when we practice these fruits and show his characteristics, characteristics that he has, people will see that in us. Like even non-believers can see if we're faking it or not. For example, I have this friend, <clears throat> I'm just going to call him Bill. And uh, I was working with Bill one day, and he was telling me about these great miracles that God has done in his life, about how God healed his wife and how he was praying for her and how he goes to church all the time and knows Bible verses, knows songs. And it was like, wow, that's, that's great, Bill. That's, that's awesome, you know. These are great stories you're telling me. So then we start working, and like a few hours into it, Bill just gets really angry and starts cussing, and out of nowhere, it's very bitter and very mean to those around him. And you just kind of step back and wonder, you know, like, are you, are you actually a really Christian? Because the way you're acting right now and the way I've seen you act in the past does not line up with what you say about God. You know, I'm not a fruit inspector. I don't point my laser at people and pick them apart and judge them, but, you know, this is very obvious. And I go over to my friends over here. I'm like, hey, did you know that um, Bill said he's a Christian? Like, there's no way. There's that guy's. There's no way that guy's a Christian. And see, even non-believers know that and see that. And I can give you a, an example from the other side. My, um, I had a friend when he was in high school. He came to know the Lord and changed his ways. And people started to notice. And you know, he didn't go around boasting. You know, I'm a Christian now. You know, people just simply just noticed. And some of his friends came up to me at a football game one day. They're like, "Hey, you've been hanging out with with a." Uh, with so-and-so a lot, what's, uh, what'd you do to him? Like, why, why is he acting so different? He's, he's different in a good way, but we don't know what it is. Like, he won't, come and, he won't come and hang out with us when we party and this and that. Like, what'd you do to him? And I'm just, I smile, and like, I did nothing. It was God. So this is why um, when we claim to be Christians, we, we must practice what we preach. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.21 says, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot share the Lord's table and the table of demons. We must pick a side. We cannot have a foot in both camps. We must choose the side we want to live for and want to fight for. We cannot be in the middle. God does not like lukewarm believers. So this uh, kind of brings me to my last point here. We need the fruits of the Spirit to witness to those around us. Um, by living in the Spirit, we're showing those around us who, truly, who Jesus truly is. People are always watching, therefore we need to constantly be abiding in Christ, having that close connection in Christ. Uh, John fifteen four says, Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless he remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. This is very important. Uh, we constantly need to be having that daily intimate time with Christ. We need to constantly be praying and in the Word, practicing these fruits and uh, just getting rid of our fleshly desires. And um, I wanted to share a little story about this. My mouth is getting dry. So I want to share a little story about this, what it's like to witness to those around us while being believers, practicing the fruits. Uh, my good friends Peg and Joe, they came up here a few weeks ago, gave a testimony about how Joe had COVID, and you know, he's, he's of old age, he has uh, health problems before this, and you know, the odds are just kind of stacked against him with this COVID. 
And, you know, they came up here and said that they were never once afraid of death. They were never once afraid of dying. And the whole time they were just so patient, so loving, always smiling through this affliction. And, you know, they were just never scared. This is what it's truly like to have the fruits of the Spirit, you know, just practicing these and showing them around us. You know, they were able to minister to a man beside them in the bed who didn't know Jesus through this affliction by practicing the spirits. They were able to witness to him and show him who Christ truly is. Another example I have is, uh, is Rick Flora. You know, he's a very, uh, very manly man. Uh, he works on diesel engines all day, very deep voice. I just see him as a very manly man. <laughs> but when he gets up here and grabs the mic, you can tell he truly has a spirit of gentleness and a spirit of faithfulness and kindness. You know, the tears start coming, and it's just, just soft. You can really see Jesus in his life, and I think that these are just great examples. And you see, the fruits of the Spirit are not emotions, they are lifestyles. You know, like, an emotion that we feel, for example, is happiness. Happiness is not a fruit. Happiness, um, happiness only depends on what happens. I stole this from Adrian Rogers. He said, happiness only depends on what happens. So what happens when your happiness fades? What happens when it's gone? What are you left with? Well, if we have the fruits, we're left with joy, which is much deeper than happiness. And peace is much deeper than comfort. And lost my spot, dang it. Love is much deeper than infatuation. So, you see, when we have these emotions, you know, we find happiness in a lot of things in this world. We, we even find happiness in practicing these deeds of the flesh. That's just how it is. But what happens, what are we left with when that happiness fades, you know? We as believers, we have Christ. We have true peace true love, true joy in Christ and knowing who he is and knowing that he is always in control. That's why we need these fruits because the ways of this world will leave us empty and broken. You know, even I know this from experience. You know, we need, this is why we need Christ so badly. So I'm going to share a little story. I feel like God's want me to tell this. I feel like someone here needs to hear this. Um, so I was listening to that same Adrian Rogers podcast or sermon, whatever it was. And he was talking about the fruits of the Spirit and kind of joy. And he was telling a story about this preacher named Tom. And Tom went and visited another preacher. And the whole time as Tom's watching this preacher, he sees, he sees this preacher um, expressing so much joy and so much love, so many fruits in his life. And Tom sits there and thinks to himself, well, I'm a Christian, I'm a preacher, I read my Bible, I pray every day. Like, what is it that he has that I don't have? What? Like, I don't really get it. So at the end of the message, Tom went up to the preacher and said, hey man, like, what, what, what's your secret? Like, how do you do it? How do you seem so calm, so at peace? Like, what's going on? What are you doing that I'm not doing? And the preacher told him and said, you know, there's something in your life that you are putting above God, something that you need to pray about and figure out, and this will give you true peace when you put God first, as we should. So Tom went home and prayed, and he said, as I was praying, I was holding up a ring of keys, and every key was something to my heart. Every key, and I was just like, here you go, God. Here is all the keys. But in his hand, he held one he just simply could not give God. There was one he just, sudden, just couldn't give up to God. And he prayed about it and prayed about it, and eventually he just said, God, take it from me. I can't give it to you, Lord. Just take it, because I cannot, I cannot give it to you. And you know, I had that similar experience this week, you know, kind of, Preparing the sermon, preparing the fruits of the Spirit, and 
just trying to see, look at my life, like, you know, I'm going to preach about this, I want to make sure I'm living, living it, and I thought, you know, maybe I should pray that prayer, you know, because I find myself really anxious and really depressed and stressed out all the time, you know. I have this close relationship with God, but yeah, I still struggle just as Tom did, you know, what is it? So kind of throughout the day, I thought, once I finished listening to it, I thought, you know, there must be something I'm putting above God because I feel the same way that Tom does. You know, there's something holding me back, something me, something that I'm putting above God, and I thought about it all day, thought about it, thought about it, didn't know what it was. And that night, I lay down, I started praying, and I said, God, show me what it is. And in that same moment, that same moment, he showed me what it was. And I feel like, God, I've given you so much. God, why do you have to have this, God? Like, in my hand, I was clenching this key so tight. I'm like, man, you just showed me up. And, like, this is where all my stress, all my anxiety comes from. If I could just give it to God, I could just, I could just have, have all these fruits. And all this anxiety and stress and depression would be gone. So kind of throughout the week, what I did, I just kind of prayed. I was like, God, this is so hard, Lord. This is so hard. I want to give this to you, God, but I don't know if I can. And slowly just kind of praying, like, Lord, I want to be an effective servant. I want to be someone living for you. I want to show people around me who you truly are, Lord. So take this from me. Take it, God. The world does not need KJ. The world needs you, Jesus. So take it from me. I want to be an effective servant for you. And I'll, uh, I'll kind of end it, wrap it up with this little quote I heard from Robert Frost. And he says, But it was the essence of the trial that you should not understand it at the time. It had to seem unmeaning in order to have meaning. And I think this is great because, you know, even as Christians, even as believers, we still struggle. You know, we still struggle with our flesh. That's why we need these fruits. That's why we need to fight this battle constantly. You know, it's still hard even as believers. And... I just pray that we'd be able to give it all to God and abide in Him so we may live with these fruits, look just as He looks, and live as He lived. So would the worship team go ahead and come up? I have uh, two groups of people I want to pray for today. And uh, the first group is Christians who are simply just dead in Christ. You know, the chapter, uh, John chapter 15 kind of talks about branches who are dead just kind of hanging on the vine, branches that need pruned. And I feel like there's some people in here today that are in that category. So I'm going to go ahead and pray for you guys. Go ahead and bow your heads. Dear Lord, forgive me, God. Forgive me for putting other things above you, Lord. God, take these things from me. Lord, prune me and chasten me so I may grow in you and produce fruit. Lord, I know it's hard. Lord, I know it sucks sometimes. But God, I need you. The world needs you, Lord. Prune me, God. Help me to show others who you truly are. Amen. Go ahead and keep your heads bowed and the second group of people is maybe people who don't know Christ, maybe people who are longing for these fruits, people who are just dead in their sin, and they don't know it, and they have nowhere to run, nowhere to turn. You feel like you cannot find peace anywhere you go. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, 
Thank you for sending your son to save me. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, come into my life. Rid me of myself, Lord. I pray I would live for you. Take this sinful self away from me, God, so I may live for you and have everlasting life with you in heaven. In Jesus' name. Church, by abiding in Christ and living in the Spirit, we will become strong disciples and show the world who Jesus truly is. And I believe this is what we are supposed to do as believers. So let's go ahead and you can stand with me as we worship with our last song.